This podcast is also brought to you by Westerman Creative. Lisa does it all. Hashtag podcast cover art. And this week, we are going to talk about Finn. Finn is the bunny of Lea Nadine. Lea Nadine, if you don't know, episode 45 at Aspa the Giant. She was on and we talked about Tarantella to Thunder Bay. Now, Finn is an amazing, beautiful bunny. The most amazing bunny I have ever seen. He melts my heart. It's just so cute. And Lisa got commissioned by Lea Nadine's husband to draw that as a present for Lea. And it turns out it's so good that the bunny, I'm not lying to you, the bunny, Finn, he's running around in the living room looking for the picture, standing up on his legs and looking at it. I don't know what he's thinking, but he might think either way, who, who's this? Or, wow, I look good. Anyways, my point is, the pet portrayal really nailed it. The bunny loves it. Finn loves it. And Finn is a beautiful bunny. So if you are in need of a portrait, go check out westermancreative.com or hit her up on Instagram or Facebook. You'll find her. She is everywhere, even on Twitter. So, and then you can commission your own piece of art that what you want. Talk to her, get the details going, give her some freedom maybe, get a surprise, or just say exactly how you want it done. She does that all. And you know what? She does it for us every week. That's why she's a sponsor. She is a good sponsor for us. She builds identity. And the people... I tell you, every single week, they only come on this podcast because they get a drawing. And they love it. And I love it. And Logan loves it too, but he's not here right now. So go and enjoy that episode. Cheers. This episode is also brought to you by East Oliver Co., your local clothing company run by Heather. Yes, she is back this week and she is going to give you 10% of your total purchase. Maybe it's a candle, maybe it's a red hoodie, maybe it's a heather, heatherette took. I always say beanie, but that's okay. And we still have the sale on Lakeside. And what about the Northerner? That's a t-shirt for 20 bucks. Right here, right now, designed by Heather. I have to tell you what I did with my sweater. I have the superior hoodie and I had a bleach accident. That happened. So right now, it is a little bit like it had the heather blue. And you know what happens with heather blue and chlorine or bleach? It turns it into pink. So I have a really big spot pink on the hood and a little bit on the back. I'm still wearing it because it's the, it, this is most likely the most comfortable hoodie you will ever wear. Also, it is unisex sizing. If you don't know, it is 50-50 cotton polyester fleece. And it's already compacted to minimize shrinkage. Nobody likes shrinkage. Double-lined hood with drawstring. And when you wash it, make sure you wash it inside out and air dry to prevent fading and shrinking. And special note from myself, don't put bleach in there somehow. I don't know how that happened. But if you do, you get those beautiful wash-out um, sweaters. 
So you can you you could pick up a sweater and just make it your own with some special bleach. It's just an idea. When you go to check out, you are going to type in that special code. And this week, guess what? Heather was so creative. I love it. It's snow. It's S-N-O-W. You type that in, you get 10% of your total purchase. And you help local business. You help them. You support them. You build a community. This is the people that are here. Remember when we had the pandemic really early in March? All the local businesses, they were available. They had an online platform that could help the community. So it's time to give back, time to help. Thank you very much. Everybody enjoy this episode. Cheers. Jamie. How's it going? <laughs> it's good. You are first. <laughs> I like you first. It's first is good. A round of applause to Jamie, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> this is absolutely like punctual. Yeah. Are you always there like five minutes before or you're, you're just right on time? I think I used to be uh, that kind of person that would be there a little bit early. Uh, Owning a small business kind of turns that on its head a bit. So <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a good one. And Logan has joined too. Logan, Jamie, Jamie, Logan. Good day. Hey. How's it going? Good, good. And you? Good. Great. It's a great day. Let me do the introduction real quick. This is episode 84 special guest tonight. We have Jamie Nichols. I hope I pronounced this correctly. It is correct. Thank you. And you are Rose and Kranz Roasting Co. Well, I'm the owner, yes. Uh, I, I'm, not ju- I'm not the entire company, so. Gotcha. <laughs> there you go. Yes. That's, that's amazing. Very, yep. very impressive. And um, today we are going to talk all about coffee. coffee. Both of you drink coffee, I assume? Yep. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I I try to like give it up a couple times in my life, but I always get back to it. That's uh, good for you. Lots of mm. antioxidants and uh, good stuff for you. So yeah, <laughs> don't, quit. don't don't quit drinking coffee. <laughs> Says the guy peddling coffee. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a coffee to make here. Come on, guys. <laughs> never stop. <laughs> so it never stop. Yeah, no, like don't stop. I got, right. I got the, I got the message. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I'm not allowed to. It's <laughs> like I, I get a headache too. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm properly um, addicted to coffee. So that if if you if you're serious about uh, quitting coffee, the headaches do stop after two days, but the first two days are kind of murder. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, it's way too nice. I love it. it. My parents, my parents got me into it. They were heavy it, coffee drinkers. It's really funny, though, because I've seen a lot of contradiction uh, in evidence of coffee. And so the only thing I've seen is that they say that drinking coffee is good for you if you've already been drinking coffee. I'm not sure I've ever heard that particular one. Yeah, I was like, so wait a minute. Non-coffee drinkers, if they start, it's not the greatest for you? So I don't know. I I just find it hilarious. There are uh, something like 1,100... 
uh, some odd compounds in coffee. They don't know what most of them do. Um, <laughs> they really have no idea how the benefits of coffee really weigh out. There's lots of studies out there. And yeah. there's contradictory studies now. There's stuff that goes back and forth. And it's good for you. It's not good for you. It's, you know, but... Mm. I, of course, I come from the of the bias of it's good for you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like there is there is evidence to show that it is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's like on the internet, in the interwebs, you can find anything that's good for you or it's bad for you. Like you can sure. always find a different opinion. Well, even there, there are, there are the a same... lot of coffee myths, though. What's like that, there, sir? There's a lot of uh, coffee myths out there. Things myths? that uh, people oh, yes. people believe that. Um, uh, the big one that people usually uh, throw at me is like, well, coffee, uh, coffee will dehydrate you. Mm. And it's like, oh, what, what? That's that's like and I had to look it up. I had to do a bunch of like, you know, searching around to find out what the thing is. But um, mm -hmm. essentially what it is, it's 99 percent water. Um, so even if it uh -huh. have a mild diuretic effect, it is the net effect is hydration. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. I heard that before, too, actually. Yeah. That's a good to point out. And then the other one I heard is like when supposedly um, people that are very aware of their body and they work for something, it says when they drink coffee, they, I've been told by models that when they drink coffee, they don't do it because it supports the body to absorb fat. But I don't know if that's true. Huh. Well, so what happened? <laughs> I'm not sure this, you might want to edit out this in the, in the future, but you never know. Um, but essentially what this <laughs> coffee does is uh, upon consumption, again, this is one of those compounds. I don't know which one does it, but uh, right. upon consumption, not, uh, not when it gets into your digestive system, but upon consumption, it will activate yeah. your colon. So it does oh. remove things a lot quicker. <laughs> yeah. Ah. So that's very true. That might be the reasoning behind that. I'm not sure. Mm, that's good, though. Sometimes you need to get it moving. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Jamie, we, we, uh, we did this a little bit differently this, this week. We, um, we, today, this week, we decided that we are going to uh, uh, reach out to our audience for questions. Fabulous. So we have about 21 questions from all over, everywhere. So there's lots of questions. Excellent. I will try <laughs> to answer them. Yeah. Um, so there's this first question here. Danny says, maybe ask about what a perfect roast looks like. How long the beans need to roast for, rest, stored, and ultimately ground and used by? Huh. Whoa. There is a lot to unpack in that particular one. Yeah. <laughs> so the first thing is the perfect roast. Uh, there is, it, it's entirely subjective. Um, so uh, the folks in town, there's other roasters in town that they will roast coffee. We, uh, we almost all use the same supplier or primarily we use the same supplier. So the coffee beans mm -hmm. we're getting are often the exact same coffee beans. Oh, which wow. will taste remarkably different. And it, has to do with the roaster that you use, how long you roast them, how fast you roast them, how much heat you put at the start, how much uh, heat you put at the end, how much airflow there is. There are hundreds of variables. Um, but uh, so basically the perfect roast is uh, really, it's up to the roaster and it's up to the individual drinking it. So that's the first, mm. really, there's really no way to, to, to pin that one down. Um, that's a good one. Yeah. So the next part of that, though, is um, how long should they rest for? Uh, this is an interesting question because uh, SCA or this is Specialty Coffee Association 
has mm-hmm. an opinion on this. Um, I actually do not have a big opinion on this. Um, the coffee will change flavor quite dramatically over the first four days post roast. Um, huh. And I love it. I will, I will brew a coffee right off the roast. So I'll take it right out of the cooling tray, grind it up and I'll make a cup of coffee with it. And it will taste different three or four hours later. Um, and I love the changes. I love experimenting with how long you let them sit, how long you let them rest and so on and so forth. Um, so the reality is that uh, the, the, the general rule is you're supposed to leave it for about four days uh, post roast. Um, I I don't believe that. I I believe that you should get the the freshest possible beans and experiment with the flavors, enjoy the flavors, enjoy the change in flavors. Mm. And I I love that interplay. Um, Question on that real quick. Yep. The, when you, you said the flavor changes by the hour, right? It can. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you took it now and you grind it, once it's grinded, does it still change then too? So that's an interesting, so no. Um, I mean, Possibly, I, I, you, it becomes imperceptible. So what happens is if you grind it, you're exposing those oils and those flavors to oxygen. And as soon as you put anything, as soon as you add oxygen to coffee, degrade it and you're going to get, it's just going to get flatter and flatter and flatter. So right. It will change ah. flavor, but not really for the best. That's why the, the general rule is you want to be brewing within five minutes of grinding. If possible, okay. in an ideal world. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, in terms of storage, always store it in a cool, dark place. Do not put it in the freezer. You are trying to minimize fluctuations in humidity. So if you put something in a freezer and then you take it out of the freezer, the first thing that happens is you get condensation that gets water on the beans and it'll uh, yeah. the beans in a hurry. So yeah, you don't want wet beans. Nope. No wet beans. <laughs> um, and then for grinding, like I said, grind just before you brew. That's that's a general rule. The the most important part of your coffee arsenal is going to be your grinder. If you're going to invest mm. in anything, invest in a grinder. Get a okay. grinder, a good burr grinder. Mm. Okay. You you may have to cut me off. I talk a lot. <laughs> no, nope. I I love good. When, interesting. Yeah, Logan is the cut off guy. He he will tell you. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm just making this up. Anthony wants to know, is it true that darker roasts have less caffeine than lighter ones? Um, <laughs> it's a trick question. Uh, different beans, different <laughs> origins, uh, will all have different uh, caffeine contents. So uh, different varietals within the beans. So oh, different geez. beans from different countries will have different uh, roast, um, sorry, different caffeine levels. The roasting, um, the jury is not, the jury's still out on this. Uh, the, end result though is that the difference is not enough to make a difference Mm -hmm. they may be able to measure a difference but the effect on the human body is going to be identical so don't worry about it okay so what is it then just like a gourmet thing is that like preference uh well it's the the caffeine so a lot of people are really worried about their caffeine intake and so on and so forth and they go well i want to i want a darker roast so it has less caffeine or something it's there is no I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure why it, it's become a thing lately, but uh, it's not think, worrying about. Find the coffee you really enjoy the flavor of and go with that. Yes. Yeah, I drink, I drink mainly dark roast because of the boldness. Like, I like the strongness. Ah, see, there you, so there you go. So a dark roast is not synonymous with boldness. Oh, so you can get weird. a very light roast that has huh. a nice, bold flavor. Um, 
one of our most popular coffees, the Rwandan, is something that we tell people. It's like, well, if you're looking for a dark roast, try the Rwandan. It's actually a lighter roast, but it comes off as being older and has a syrupy mouthfeel. So it gives you, gives you what you're looking for when you think of a dark roast. The darker mm-hmm. coffee mm-hmm. is roasted, the less flavor it has. So it uh-huh. actually kills a lot of the, the, the high volatiles and, and stuff that really makes it pop. Okay, but but you could use more grind and then it would get stronger, right? Uh, well, so strength is different than boldness, right? So you can make ah, okay. come on, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody if, if anybody has uh, been wine tasting and you know the the complexities of of wine tasting, where you you know you sip the wine and you split it in a spittoon and it has like this big wheel and all these. Uh, flavor notes that nobody's ever You smell it yeah, first. Yeah. Coffee is way more complicated. Um, it is, okay. it is like the, the cupping. If you look up uh, Specialty Coffee Association and you look at the rules behind cupping, it's insane. Like it goes down to the size of the room, the size of the table, you know, what kind of ventilation. What? Oh, yeah. it's And there is reasons for it. Um, I could get into it. I get it. But... Long. <laughs> But I mean, like for the average person, it's like, I just need a cup of coffee. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Precisely. And that's, that's where we, so that's kind of where Rosencrantz stands apart a little bit. Um, some of our uh, colleagues here in town will, will spend a lot more time with um, some of the nuances of coffee, which I think is fantastic. Um, we do that, but really we do it more privately. Um, we are interested in making the coffee taste good when it's brewed as if the customer is brewing it. Because that's really mm. what matters. We will cup things, but that's just for us to get an idea of what the coffee is going to taste like, um, not mm. what the customer is going to get. So we do it slightly differently. All right, all. Mm. Now I learned something. <laughs> Pete wants to know, what type of beans are being used? All Arabica, Robusta, or Blend? And then it goes on. Best coffee they ever had, so but not their own, Jamie. And he has four more questions, so I'm just okay. I, I give you, a, I give you a chance here first for those two. Sure. So we uh, in specialty coffees, uh, we typically will roast all arabica. Robusta are lower grown, so they're grown uh, closer, um, like they're, they're at a lower elevation. They're a bigger bean, mm. and they're very, very bitter. So they have a high caffeine content and they have a, a strong bitterness. Um, so it's for espresso? Uh, so uh, some, some espresso blends will have a Robusta in it. Um, it's, uh, it's entirely up to the roaster and, the, and whoever's blending the coffee. Um, it can add a lot of, um, it can add that bitterness that, and you're, you, sometimes you're looking for that to counter something like a very sweet coffee. Um, we've experimented with some Robusta in the past, but it's, um, it's kind of difficult uh, it, with our large roaster to say roast 20 pounds of it and then say, okay, what are we going to do with 20 pounds of Robusta? Like it's not mm. drinkable as a cup of coffee. It tastes like quite awful, frankly. So wow. you do need to blend it. And uh, I mean, it's something that we are definitely looking into. I still have um, a half a bag of, of Robusta sitting there. Um, we just haven't really found the time to experiment with it. So all, all Arabica is what we're doing with. And what was the, the right second question was, what's my favorite coffee? The best coffee you ever had, but it has to be not one of yours. Um, <laughs> if it's a second place, that's okay. Yeah, no, no, that's fair. Uh, 
I'd say the most recent one that I've had, I mean, I, I, wherever I go, I drink coffee. Any time I travel, I go in and try every specialty coffee shop that we can get our lay eyes on. It's, uh, you know, it's an obsession really. Um, and so what I would suggest is there's a, uh, a roastery in Toronto that does a fantastic job uh, called Pilot Coffee Roasters. Um, they're easy to find, they ship, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I went to the Union Station coffee shop and asked them for their mm. best coffee. Give me, give me your best coffee. And it's typically what I do to the poor barista. Um, and he <laughs> handed me a cup of, um, I don't even remember what it was. I think it was a Guatemalan. And whoever the roaster was, they nailed it. They absolutely nailed that coffee. It was a beautiful cup of coffee. Um, I still remember it. Um, yeah. I, and then after that, I would suggest... Uh, the folks from Transcend Coffee out of Edmonton uh, do a fabulous job as mm. well. Um, it just became a bit too expensive for my blood. Exactly mm. why I got into coffee roasting. So, yeah. Huh. All right. Uh, where do you, where do you, they get their beans from? How much can they roast at one time? And then also we go a little bit in history. How come you're doing all this? <laughs> and then did you have a mentor or did, did you teach yourself? All right. So Pete wants to know yeah. it all. Um, <laughs> yeah. Holy cow, Pete. So we source our beans from literally all over the world. Um, we work mm. with um, primarily we work with a company in uh, Minneapolis called Cafe Imports. Um, they have done a very, very good job of helping us build our business Uh, curate the beans. Um, we can often just send our, our coffee buyer a note saying, you know, hey, Matt, we need something along these lines. Uh, give us some suggestions. And he'll throw back three or four suggestions. And he's he's never failed me on that. So love working mm. with them. Mm. Um, what was the second question in there? The, how much can uh, you roast at one so, time? So uh, I can roast, I personally can roast 11 kilograms at one time. So that's a, a typical bat size for our mm. roaster. Um, other roasters are different. They go down right down from like a couple of ounces to um, if you get it. So we're considered to be a micro roaster um, or a shop roaster. Once you get into a slightly bigger yeah. one, you're getting into 22 kilograms. Uh, but the big roasters will uh, roast uh, tons at a time. And the amount of time wow. that it takes, I think, was the next question. Um, every roast will be, regardless if it's tons or if it's uh, four ounces, will typically take somewhere between 13 and 18 minutes. Oh, wow. So that's quick. Yeah. And so that's why it takes a lot of energy. So if you think about what the, the amount of energy it would take to bring, you know, a ton of coffee, for instance, um, up to torture and mm. then roast it, it's, that's a lot of energy. So, yeah. yeah. You don't have to tell me the exact temperature, but how high does the temperature go? Um, so every roast is different. Um, and like every roast starts at a different temperature and every roast ends at a different temperature and a different time. And there's temperature uh -huh. fluctuations all throughout. So we, we lower the gas throughout the roast. Um, and, uh, the end roast is, the end is usually around 212 degrees Celsius, um, it, okay. roughly. So it's somewhere in that range. So a darker roast would go uh, a bit more, lighter roast go a bit less, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. All right. So did you have a mentor or did you tell, teach us all yourself? Um, I did not have a mentor, unfortunately. Um, I did reach out to a lot of other coffee roasters in Canada and in the U.S. Uh, and Cafe Imports did have a roasting uh, course at one point. They may still have it. I'm not sure. Um, so we did that as well. Um, I was down there for three or four days. 
Um, and I've done a couple of other sort of like barista trainings and uh, coffee, um, basically coffee brewing training um, courses. Hmm. But unfortunately, I didn't have a mentor. Uh, the nice thing is we do have uh, colleagues here in town now that we work really well with and we'll sometimes, you know, swap some ideas back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Uh, Joseph wants to know fair trade coffee beans question sign organic question sign this is a really good question um, so fair trade uh, fair trade certified coffee is coffee that is sold at a certain percentage above C price C price is the commodity coffee price and I'm not sure where it's sitting right now I think it was sitting around $1.70 US um, so fair trade certified fair trade coffee says that the farmer will get um, at least 20 cents, say, this is just making up numbers, but 20 cents above the price. Right. Um, in the specialty coffee world, which is where I reside, we're typically spending on average between four to eight and even sometimes up to 15 times C price. So we're already, wow. and all of our coffee is ethically traded. So you can actually trace back mm -hmm. all the way back to either the co-op or the farmer that farmed it. So if I want to do like wow. a cafe imports and then get a hold of the farmer and say, Hey, did, did you get a fair? And, you know, like, I mean, whether or not they give me the right answer or not is, I don't know. I've never done it, but the reality is right, right, rely right. on that ethical trade to trace back our coffee all the way to origin. Um, organic is another. That's sorry? amazing. That's amazing that you can actually do that. Yeah, you know? well, it's it's a cornerstone of what we do here at Rosencrantz because um, we believe in that kind of transparency. Um, we pay in, well, I'll get into that another time. Um, you you can kick back to the uh, farmers as well, which is some of the programs that we get involved in as well. But um, ah. organic is another one that's a very interesting question because um, organic coffee is just following the certified organic trend that is happening in the world. Um, in the coffee world, uh, most of the farmers that are farming, it's a poverty crop. So they don't actually have money for pesticides. They don't have money to put, you know, uh, things that cost money onto their crops. So even though it's not mm -hmm. certified organic, it's often organic, right? Because just by nature, the fact that you're going to have the yeah. money to be able to do it. The certification process, both mm. for fair trade and, or and organic are expensive because you're paying a third party to certify those things. So when you're dealing with um, farmers uh, specifically, they often don't have the money to become certified and um, fair trade can only certify at the um, co-op level, not at the farm level. So it's, yeah, so it all, it all becomes a bit complicated. And then there's, there's another uh, part to the fair trade that basically it, it encourages farmers to stay in a poverty status. So it encourages them to continue uh growing coffee when they could be growing say something like tobacco or something like that that will make them more money and lift them out of poverty so um, basically mm. the sca and specialty coffee tries to work with the farmers to produce a better product produce less of it um at, at a higher price and be able to buy and be able okay. to do better for themselves mm -hmm. yes it supports the, yes. the farmer mm -hmm. oh, i'd like that Absolutely. Uh, Caitlin wants to know. Sorry, yeah, it says like tons of questions. Maybe <laughs> I continue here. Maybe, yeah, I will continue because those people all yeah, reached yeah. out, right? So, sure. I will. Caitlin wants to know 
Do different beans really have notes of chocolate, citrus, and fruit? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Short answer, yes. Hmm. Um, if, you, uh, if you look up the coffee, coffee <laughs> flavor wheel online, you'll see a really interesting colorful wheel that comes up and it gives you all the different flavors that you can possibly find in coffee. Um, there is this wonderful uh, piece of literature that came out from the World Coffee Research uh, Organization um, called the Coffee Lexicon. And it, it basically it describes mm. every single one of those flavors and those smells. And it tells you how to recreate them. So you, um, one of them, the one that comes wow. to mind is, I believe, the strawberry, um, a strawberry note. So you're looking for a strawberry note, a smell, and a taste of strawberry. So what they do is they say, well, you got to take a frozen Dole, specifically Dole strawberry, put it in a plastic container with the lid on it, let it warm up. And I'm paraphrasing because I'm not sure exactly what the process is. And then you can lift the lid and you can smell that. And that's the smell that you're looking for. And then you, you do something else and you get the flavor from it. But it tells you how to sort of get that flavor. Um, the real trick with all of that is uh, you can't taste something that you've never tasted before. So you're not going to be able to pick out, say, right. pineapple in a coffee if you've never tasted pineapple. So hmm. the real trick is you, you need to That's have a good like that, that trained, not a trained palate, but you have to have the experience of being able to taste it. So, yeah, memory of it. chocolate, people hmm. tend to think of chocolate bars. Well, coffee typically isn't that sweet. So what you're getting is chocolate, but not the sweetness, but it's not cocoa, which is something else entirely. So uh, when, you ask, when you ask so what good. chocolate flavors are, it may not be what you're thinking of. Nope. I tried yeah. chocolate tea and it definitely did not <laughs> taste like chocolate. <laughs> there. Yeah, I remember you told me that. Was, yep. I was like, uh, nope, that went right back in the box. There. <laughs> fair. Yeah. Yeah. Cal, this is actually Cal is the owner of the Babylon Lounge. He wants to <laughs> He has three questions too here. He says, which method of brewing do they prefer? Um, and you, so, uh, yeah. so what do you my, prefer? That's an interesting question. Currently, I am uh, preferring to make lattes in the morning. So it's an espresso. Mm. I did that mostly because I was not experienced with espresso. Um, my favorite brewing method, I would have to say, is uh, first would be clever for just drinking coffee. So if I want a cup of coffee and I want, you know, I want a good tasting coffee, I'll go, I'll gravitate toward the clever. Um, it's a nice, simple way of making coffee. But if I want to experiment, I would probably go with a Hario V60 on a proper stand with a scale. I don't know what that means. Exactly. You just said a it's whole lot of nonsense. What it is in my it's, a, it's a pour over. Um, Hario is a little bit different mm. insofar as it uses the grounds itself to slow the water flow, uh, not a hole in the bottom. Ah. So you do have to be very exacting with it. You have to have like a gooseneck kettle. It's very involved. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, it, um, I'll be honest. It, it was... Uh, developing a coffee like that or like going from grinding the coffee arranging the coffee grinds in the cone pouring the water the whole process of is was uh was actually a really nice process um it really brought me closer to the coffee yeah. and maybe understand a lot more about the coffee um as i got mm. more into coffee i had huh. to abandon a lot of that just because i didn't have the time because in order to do that and really spend some gotcha. time with it you need 10 to 15 minutes to really you know settle down with it and learn what you're doing Yes. 
Uh, Cal also wants to know how many varieties of coffee grinders have you purchased or gifted or been gifted? So how many grinders uh, do you have? <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. <laughs> I'd say probably right now, I think I have in my possession about 12 different types of grinders. Um, I could be, I could be oh, missing a few. That's, yeah. that, that's okay. Um, but they're all different, right? So they're all, they all have different purposes, <laughs> right? There's hand yeah. grinders, there's antique grinders, there's burr grinders, there's blade grinders, there's espresso grinders. I have some truly ridiculous grinders and, you know, they, they all have a different purpose. So, <laughs> mm. yeah, I like that. It's good to have that variety. Yeah, it gets a little tricky God. when you actually want to get something done, though. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, which yeah. one I'm going to use today? <laughs> uh, Angela wants to know, what is the best bean for espresso? Also, how to make cold brew at home? Mine hmm. always tastes ah. bitter. So, a um, couple of things. So, the first thing is, uh, wow. Um, let's go with the cold brew first. Um, cold brew is easy yeah. to make at home. You just need a mason jar and some coarse ground coffee. Uh, throw your coffee into the jar, throw your water into the jar. You don't have to put it in the fridge. You can put it in a, uh, um, in, on the counter and let it sit overnight. Uh, mm -hmm. 10, 10 to 14 hours is what they, they recommend. Um, the trick is don't use a dark roast. Um, use the lightest roast you can get um, and really experiment with the types of coffee that you use. We found that fruitier coffees tend to work better. I don't like fruity coffees like a, mm. a, an Ethiopian Yurgachev or um, a Sumatran. I don't enjoy them, uh, but they make fantastic cold mm. brews. The best cold brews that we've had have actually been a full blend of every one of our roasts. Um, so we so we make big five-gallon jugs of uh, cold brew, and we'll put one pound of every type of our coffees into this into this brewer, and that makes mm. a nice, well-rounded. Um, and our coffees are designed to be sweet. Um, I don't like bitter coffees, so they the cold brew tends to turn out fairly sweet. Nice. Um, and what is the best coffee for espresso? Uh, it is very subjective. Yeah, we uh, we recommend from our lineup the Papua New Guinea. Um, it's, a, it's a single origin espresso, okay. which is not. Um, it's a little bit different. We, I prefer single origin espresso. It, it, it allows the coffee to speak for itself, but I find that it has just a, a hint of fruitiness, but not too much to overpower everything. Nice. Hmm. I like that. Hey, uh, you know, Chris, I do. Merkley, right? Yeah. He says, ask him about Audrey. <laughs> Take this down, Audrey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <we'll>... <laughs> uh. <laughs> Chris actually designed okay. our logo, so yeah, he was. Uh, I know he was instrumental in getting <laughs> us started with our a lot of our design. He designed a lot of our first business cards. Um, he did a lot of work for us at the actually the start. He was roasting for me for uh, quite some time as well. So, yep, oh, back yeah. my old roasters. Beautiful. Yes. How how did that? Who is that person on the logo? Uh, so, it's roughly. Um, it's based off of Gary Oldman from Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. So it's loosely based uh, off of that. He sort of used that. And at the time that he did that, I had a goatee. So I think he sort of added the goatee in there and threw it all together. So. Okay. That's fan That's fascinating. I like that. 
Um, Sierra wants to know, which machine brewing method grind should I use to get the best flavor experience? So which machine or which grind method? Um, um, I think it's like maybe sometimes they have those machines oh, all in yeah. one. Right? So um, the trick with those is any all-in-one is never going to do as good as the individual parts. Um, but I've seen some pretty good gotcha. results coming out of like pretty much any of them. Like there's a, I believe there's a KitchenAid one. There's a Cuisinart one. Um, none of them, however, are SCA approved. Um, so this is really weird, but the SCA does have a list of approved brewers. And <laughs> yeah, so the, really? the whole thing is, is it has to do with wow. mostly it has to do with water temperature. So most of the brewers that, that are uh, like available on the market, um, they don't brew the coffee hot enough mm -hmm. or they brew it way too hot. So you don't want to use boiling water. You want to use 96 degrees Celsius water. Um, yeah, if it's too yeah, hot, it gets it, too you'll, bitter, you'll right? draw out a lot of the, the bitterness or you'll, draw, you'll kill the volatiles or you, like, there's all sorts of things that can happen. So really you're trying to maintain that 96 degrees Celsius. Hmm. Um, but it also has to do with the spread of the of the water as it hits. So the spray head will uh, get cover all the beans. So a lot of the coffee makers will just dribble water right in the center, which doesn't really help you. Um, so the list of approved mm. coffee brewers is it actually makes a difference. I didn't think it would, but it kind of makes a difference. Um, but ultimately, you want yeah. to, uh, and this may not be what she was asking, but um, you want to start with a seventeen to one ratio by weight and the by weight is incredibly important so that yes is such an odd it is and so there are ratio. people that say 16 to 1 uh japanese typically use a 10 to 1 right. um, which is a very strong coffee huh. um yeah um I like so, yeah, start with a 17 to 1 by, <laughs> by weight it must be by weight that's the key because the different coffees are different densities and different um they have different volumes so you never want to use a scoop you always want to use a scale uh -huh. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> 17 to 1, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Mm. Randy wants to know why can't a cup of coffee always taste the same? Like the peach juice machines. The peach juice machines circulate the juice so it stays cold and tastes the same every time. <laughs> oh, man. So someone really I likes like the peach juice, juice. too. Why can't they yeah, do this coffee? Um, yeah. Why the truth is that coffee is an organic product. Um, there are so many variables that go into coffee. Um, like That's what it's, I thought. it's incredible that yeah. we have yeah. any sort of consistency in flavors at all, never mind from roast to roast or even cup to cup. Um, water quality will play into it. Uh, how clean your coffee maker is, what your additives are, what's in your cup, yeah. what did you wash the cup in, um, the, uh, the water temperature, um, it could be, uh, especially when you're doing with espresso, humidity in the air. What's the air pressure in the cafe? Did you open a window? Like all of these. Yes. Things. yes. Yeah. It goes it's on and complex. on and on. And, it's, and, it, and it goes right back down to the farming level. So you can have a farm right beside another farm growing the exact same crop and it'll taste different. And so it's just, there. it's right, amazing yeah. that there's any consistency. So when you go to say, and this is one thing that I'll give something like uh, Tim Hortons some credit for is they are able to take really bad coffee and make it taste exactly the same every single time. They have people whose job it is, is to take all the coffee <laughs> and blend it so that it tastes right. the same every single time. Yeah. yeah if you think a, about that, yeah, that's it's crazy. A lot. It is, yeah. 
Uh, Ryan wants to know um, best advice to give for a coffee enthusiast who wants to start roasting. Oh, interesting question. Uh, so, um, yeah. which most people start which, roasting, they don't start uh, by getting a coffee roaster, they start with a popcorn popper. Um, so you can get one of the old style uh, air, right. air poppers. Um, and the older the ones, the better. Right. The Whirly Pop, I think, are the ones, the brand that you're looking for. Um, yeah. And so what you do is you really? put, a, put some beans in the bottom and you fire that thing up and you'll get some smoke going on in that. And it'll be really nice. Mm. You put, you put butter, <laughs> I butter in there? advise it, but, you know, you know, do whatever you like. Um, yeah, yeah. Butter coffee. It, nice. Butter coffee. Um, but yeah, that, that's how most yeah. people start is they start on a popcorn uh, popper. Um, from there, you can get little home roasters. Our first roaster was a uh, something called a Beamer 1600. Um, and it's like, it looked like a little toaster oven. Um, and it used uh, incandescent uh, light to, okay. um, I'm not getting that name right. But anyway, um, <laughs> it uses light to, you know, roast the beans over the course of 20 minutes. It's kind of fun. A couple of other ones, a new one just came out called the Nesco, which is like, it looks like a big coffee mug. And it'll do four, four ounces at a time. So mm. there's lots of home roasters um, out there, like home roasting options out there. But you literally can do it on a pan in your in your like on a frying pan. Um, it doesn't quite work ah. as evenly as you might think, but it's very fun to do, and you makes your house smell really nice mm -hmm. if you like that smell. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, well, I my just, my wife uh, does not drink coffee, so uh, um... <laughs> uh, I got kicked outside pretty quick. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, as, yeah. As, as long as you're 13 exactly, grand, exactly. safe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nathan, Nathan is here. He wants to know if you would be a bean roast, what would uh, what would you be? <laughs> um, I'm not sure how to answer that one. <laughs> uh, what, yeah. What type of it's a good question. Want to be? It's a good question. Yeah, you know, Nathan from uh, Nozzy's brand. That's him. He wants you to know if if they were a bean roast, what would they uh, be? I would probably be a light roast. <laughs> I think so. Light roast? Yeah. Mm. I, have, I don't have a reasoning for that, but that's <laughs> all right. where I fall on it. <laughs> that's all good. Yeah, I know. Uh, there's better. There's a, there's a couple of better questions here still coming up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Christoph, oh, Christopher course. has another one for you. Yeah. He's uh, he said, if you could poison anyone in history with oh, poison coffee, who would it be, and wh <laughs> what poison would you choose? <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> oh, uh, you don't. You don't have to. Yeah, I'll leave that question. one yeah, for, okay. for another day. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> Cal wants to know if he had a time traveling machine, mm. when and where would he go for coffee? Ah, so, this is, um, oddly enough, I do have an answer good to this one. one. Um, so, coffee originally was not uh, roasted. Uh, the coffee was originally dried leaves and then you'd fry them um, and, and then you'd blend it into a tea. Okay. And, um, it's it, it's and this comes from Ethiopia, and I've been reading about it. And there's a there is a um, uh, excuse me a whole book on on a guy that tried to actually follow this and trace it back to its origin. And it, I so far I haven't gotten too far into the book, but 
he's having trouble finding somebody that still does this. I'm very curious about this. So I would go back, uh, you know, a century or two oh, go yeah. back and probably go to Ethiopia. Birthplace of that's good. Yeah, that'd be I like that. Yeah, I have two more, and then that's it. Mm. Which song would he pair with each of his blends of coffee? <laughs> oh, well, uh, got to get a bit of Tom Waits in there. Uh, I don't know. Some of them are some of the different We get a little Brand Van 3000 in there. Uh, get a little bit of White Stripes in there. But each one, you know, like it would have its own mm. its own flavor attached to it. It would be it'd be hard. I'd have to think about that one. It's a good one, though. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Would there be... Would there be any um, what's that that's song Tom you Waits. sent to me? You yeah, sent that Tom song Waits. to me, the German song. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, that's him, right? Yeah. Okay, good. All right, and one more here, and then we're done. Where is it? Um, if he was given his own show, like comedians <laughs> in cars getting coffee, what would his show be like? Who would? be his first three guests hmm. where would they go for coffee and which type of coffee would he choose Whoa, for each that's, guest? A, that's a big one <laughs> um well uh, i'm not allowed to talk about politics so i'll leave that one out um i would probably go with i would probably uh take somebody like neil degrasse tyson and i would take him out to oh, a yeah. local coffee shop that serves like a fabulous latte I'm not sure about the other two. Oh. Would you, would you, yep. yeah, would you pick him over Elon Musk? Okay. <laughs> is, it, is it because... Don't cry, Michael. It's okay. Is, is, it, <laughs> <laughs> is it because he is like... Uh, I think it's because he, he makes uh, science approachable, yeah. And it, it, yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's fine by me. Yeah. Logan is all about that guy too. Yeah, he's pretty neat. <sighs> this was all the questions we excellent. had. Do you have questions of your own today. though? Mm. Oh, excellent. Oh yes. Bring <laughs> yeah. Him. yeah. Uh, okay. So, sure. so, so okay. So I got two actually. Um, so, what are your thoughts on coffee beans that have been re-eaten <laughs> by animals, and then people dig them out of their poop, and then we then roast uh, the it's a it's a very it. problematic fad is what it is um it's a gimmick um so kopi luat coffee <laughs> was really uh the, okay. the initial uh you know start of it was it was wild civets that were you know the, the civets would get into a coffee tree they'd spend a bunch of time you know gorging on some coffee beans they poop them all out under uh no they're like they're kind of like a, a marmot um they're like a little um, weasel looking thing uh-huh. and uh so this okay, and so it used to be wild so it, that's why it was so expensive it's like oh you can go and get this stuff and it's like so the basically what would happen is they'd find these um essentially coffee beans that there was no fruit on them so what happens with coffee processing is the first thing that happens is you break the fruit and you um you extract the 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 seeds or the or the, the cherry the the pit of the cherry and that's essentially what the civet is doing for mm-hmm. you now the coffee has something on it called parchment, which is sort of like a gelatinous layer around the, the pit um, that typically is intact. So what happens is when the civet poop this out, it's basically pre-processing the coffee for you a little bit. So they just basically wash it off and roast it. Um, mm-hmm. The problem has become that they are now 
farming this. So they they basically forced the civets and PETA has a whole yeah. thing on this. And I'm not sure if that's quite slanted in its own right, but it's still not a good practice. Um, and it's not good for the civets because they, it, it, they're not nutritious. They're like a treat. It'd be like feeding, um, you know, a dog all day. So gotcha. it's a gimmick. Uh, it's very, very yeah. expensive gimmick. I don't recommend trying it. I have tried it once. Uh, it was not good. Um, you typically have to roast it very, very dark and all you're tasting mm. is the roast flavor. So, um, mm. yeah. Cause I know they think they do it with, with monkeys. And I haven't elephants. heard of, uh, or sorry, um, well, monkeys, but I have heard of the ele elephants. It's actually a Canadian in Thailand that was started that up. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so the other one I got is, so like wine has a, like a sommelier and a, What's sort of the thing? Well, like, Cicerone. Uh, cider person, yeah. right? And the, whatever it's called. Yeah. yeah. Is there, is there so like there a is something called equivalent? a Q grader, um, which is somebody who is, who is able to do okay. that. They don't really do a lot of the pairings kind of thing where you, because um, that's what a, a sommelier and a Cicerone would do. Mm. Um, but the Q grader can uh, basically pick out coffee that you you're cupping. You're getting the nuances of the coffee. You become an expert in um, basically tasting coffee. Uh, it's insanely involved, um, and you have to spend a lot of time perfecting that uh, that process. Um, and that's when the SCA rules come into effect in yeah. big ways. <laughs> gotcha. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I want to know mm -hmm. how you got yeah. into this at all, right? The origin story. Because it's like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah so, I want to know this. I've been thinking about this all so, week. So uh, back a long, long time ago, my next door neighbors started a company uh, called Superior Fresh Roast Coffee here in Thunder Bay. Um, they were close friends of our family, and I would go uh, over and help them whenever I could. And um, when they go away, I would sometimes take care of their business for them while they were away and just roast coffee for some of their clients if they were, you know, needed it while they were away. Um, and that's not really even where I got started, but it did start my journey on coffee. What ended up happening is I kept going with different types of coffee. I would mm -hmm. constantly buy coffee all over the place. I moved up north to Yellowknife and I discovered a coffee company called Transcend Coffee that I mentioned earlier. Ooh. Transcend Coffee was running out of Edmonton at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and they produced uh, a fabulous array of coffees. They have individual um, relationships with the farms. Um, and they did a fabulous job of bringing in great coffees and whoever was doing the roasting did an amazing job. And it was great. I loved it. I would order the coffee on a regular basis. I was really enjoying it. Um, when I moved back to Thunder Bay, I started realizing that I could no longer pay $26 for three quarters of a pound. Um, so I started looking into micro roasters in Ontario and that's when I discovered home roasting. Once yeah. I discovered home roasting, I discovered a website mm. called Sweet Maria's, which is uh, they cater to home roasters it's, uh, out of California. Um, yeah. And then after that, I basically uh, we got a small commercial roaster because we had enough people asking me for coffee. And then it just ballooned out of there. I never intended to have a coffee. I'll be honest. <laughs> oh, well. Mm. Yeah, okay. it's, it, it was uh, it was it was unintentional. The whole concept was unintentional. But here I am. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 
and you you are just like restaurants. Yeah, we're um, if you look right? on our website, you'll find a full list. But we're in places like Bite and El Trez and Red Lion, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and then on the yeah, the so farmers we market, we run the car, the upstairs. coffee shops at the farmers market. Um, that's our only public facing space, so we don't actually have another space that the public can come and see. Um, and then we have a couple of coffee shops like Bay Village Coffee that serve our coffee um, as as coffee shop. We were also yeah. at um, hmm. we're at Nomad at the airport, for instance, Pine Tree Catering, and uh, we used to be at the university, but um, not a lot going on in there right now. So. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, you have like when you roast, right? You said you do about twenty-two. Yes. No, like you do eleven kilograms, right? Is it, where uh, where do you do that? Where where in the city? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Just like, so you can if you go downtown nice. uh, when St. Paul Roastery is roasting, you can definitely smell it. Uh, we're up on Cumberland Street. We're at uh, two seventy Cumberland Street North. Um, we have a roasting facility up there. So uh, basically, if you walk by on a Monday or Tuesday, you're okay. likely to get a good whiff of roasting coffee. Yeah, that's beautiful. Do you like this that that smell better? Uh, than yeah, when they I love. I, I'll be honest. Uh, smell the smell of roasting coffee okay. is one of the reasons why I got into coffee roastings. Like, I love the smell of it. I, I mm. <laughs> which leads me to which. Which leads me no, to this next question. I know I'm cutting you off a little bit. I'm sorry. Is do you like the smell better than the interesting taste? question? Um, no. Um, if I had if I had to answer, I would say no. They are hmm. different. So the the smell coming off of roasting coffee and the smell of say the coffee beans after they've been roasted are entirely different. Um, and I do enjoy both probably equally, but if I had to, if I had to differentiate them, I'd say I'd like the, uh, this, this taste of coffee better than the smell of roasting coffee. Interesting. Oh. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like a combination. Like I, I think I wouldn't be able to. Yeah. Yeah. It. yeah. It's like, I feel you. We'll only choose under <laughs> duress. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, I think this is a little bit different today, but we had so many people that wanted to know so many things. And we, we, I the wanted to give them the do, possibility uh, to reach um, out I'm to I'm often you. asked to talk. Uh, well, I used to be, not so much now, but I used to be uh, asked to talk in front of groups um, and talk about coffee and talk about the business. And um, uh, the funny thing is I learned uh, very quickly that I had to leave a long period for questions once people start, you know, thinking about coffee, about this thing that's in oh, their yeah. lives, it's literally in every single person's life, whether you drink it or not, it's a part of everybody's life and nobody really knows much it's about true. it. Um, and I mean, I would suggest I know probably more hmm. than, than many, uh, but I've only scratched the surface of what coffee can offer. So um, it's, it's a fascinating thing. I have a whole library of coffee books hmm. that I'm still trying to get through. So um it's uh it's it's interesting like the questions yeah. are and the questions we get are interesting like that i mean the myths alone are the are the fun questions so yeah 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 i agree <sighs> so should we do the idiom do you have, any, do you have any other questions <laughs> 
Uh, I think I'm kind of good right now. But yeah. if I'm if I miss something, <laughs> you let me know, Logan. No, I think I'm pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Mm. Or is there anything you wanted to nope, add? I think Jamie, I, that, I, that's okay too. Unfortunately, I could probably go on. Uh, I when I do these talks, I have like a two and a half hour presentation that I have to mm-hmm. dumb down to the point uh, where I can get it done in twenty minutes. So, uh, yeah, it, we mm-hmm. we talk from gotcha. everything right from farming <laughs> and how it's processed at the farm all the way through uh, roasting and all the way through brewing. So, mm. um, yeah, it, I can. Unfortunately, I can go on. <laughs> That's, it's wonderful. I actually love that, right? Because it really shows you have all that passion and you have all that knowledge. I love it. And I will talk to anybody about it. And about that's it. Uh, the reason why I'm not actually allowed to work at the market um, behind the counter. The, uh, the girls will often <laughs> push me out of the way because I'm just talking to the customers too much and they, they're trying to serve coffee. And yeah. Because that, that's thing is like, uh, so the, one thing I did uh, mention earlier, here, but um, I mean, I am not ca- Rosencrantz Roasting Company anymore. It used to be just me, but um, I now have a team and I have an incredible team like they, and they all have their strengths uh, that lend themselves to the company. And um, I'd be remiss if I didn't say something about them, like my, uh, my roasting um, assistant and my roastery manager Evie is, has been amazing even throughout this pandemic has, she's been amazing in keeping everything organized. So, and then we have like our head barista, Sam, and then we have all the girls that work for us and uh, one guy actually that works for us at the market. And it's just, they're an incredible team of people that do so well. They do so much work for Rosencrantz Roasting Company and making making me look good. So I, I have to give a shout out to them because I really appreciate all mm-hmm. of their um, skills and, and help. Yeah, I love it. Yes, it's it's good that you highlight that. Because you know, it's sometimes it's easily forgotten. Sometimes you just don't remember. There's so For much sure. more involved than just you. For sure. Or the and and right? Rosen Company like is built it. as a team. Like we, it's not a top-down uh, situation. I rely on my team in big ways, and I appreciate them and try to make sure that they feel appreciated. Hopefully, I do that well. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for doing that. That's a good uh, way of yeah. guiding. And, uh, some and of our staff people. are actually quite young, which is uh, uh, fun. We're, uh, we have a current policy or, or a current goal of taking all the people that come to us and whether or not they're baristas, they will have by the end of their employment with us, the ability to go to a coffee shop and say, yes, I have barista experience. Um, and they take that portable skill anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And, Will they be perfect at it? Maybe not, but the reality is they'll yeah, have yeah. a good, solid basis for what they're doing, so they can get employment wherever they go, which was an important thing for me. So, yeah, I'm, I almost feel like when you work for something like your beautiful company and you are so involved with so many more things on the small scale, you get to know <clears throat> you get to know more. And I think yeah, would I, I believe be that too. Um, and, and that's really what we're trying to do is we tried to, and I, I haven't had the opportunity to get all the people through the roasting side of it, but um, as much as possible, I try to bring people into the roasting side as well and, and the tasting and so on and so forth. Um, it's just kind of tricky because <laughs> Saturdays are really the only day that most of them work. So, <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah. All right. It's time for the idioms. <laughs> 
Who wants to go? Logan, really? Okay, go ahead. I was thinking. I was thinking you should go, Michael. Okay, good. As first, I say it in German, then <laughs> I translate it word by word into English, and then I let you guys guess what it means, and then I will explain it. Alrighty. Du bist so ein Angsthase. Into English, you are such. You a are such fear a fear rabbit. rabbit. Yes. You're a scaredy cat. Du bist so ein Angsthase. Yeah, yeah, pretty good, Logan. Okay. I, I don't know, man. Okay. Why a rabbit? Why a rabbit? Yeah. Uh, Did he it's... jump into a hole or what? I don't know. No. Uh, it says in into proper English translation yeah. is it yeah. means you are easily scared. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. So you got it right. It's scaredy cat. Yeah. 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 It's just like in in German. If you are a scary, Funny. if you get scared easily, you are a, yeah. a rabbit that fears <laughs> all the time. Fears. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. funny how mm. like the animals are used differently in different languages. Well, we got we got scary ah, cat. Yeah. Uh, you can also call someone chicken. Um. Yeah, that's not in German, not at all. Just chicken thing. It's not appropriate. It's like doesn't happen. It's not appropriate, eh? <laughs> no, that's why when, when I watched when I watched the Back to the Future, and then uh-huh. because they translated right, they don't oh, use German. Yeah, they don't. They don't use chicken. They use rabbit. some. They use the rabbit. <laughs> no, I mean that's a cultural thing too, right? That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it for me. Next, uh, I'll, up do, is... I'll do the simple one. Mine's really easy. I had to make a coffee. Oh, once, cool. But wake up and smell the coffee. Go for it. It's an easy one. Yeah. Mm. Wake up and smell the coffee. Yeah. Wake up and smell the coffee. Yeah. Yeah. I like those machines that make the coffee. You program at night <laughs> yes. and then you, you go down and the coffee is ready. I'm hoping to get a new one of those very soon. There you go. That's a. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Those are good. Uh, okay, so mine is right as rain. Okay. Right as rain. Yeah, I tried to do a little digging on it, but basically just means that it's all good. It's great. <laughs> it's, it's used to describe someone's health, something in good working order, an idea that is correct or a process that flows smoothly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Did you have a word? Yes, actually, I do. Because so you had the... this word you didn't want to share last week, and now you're bringing it up finally. No, I'm not. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> no. So, so the word uh, is hot. So the word hot, and again, Google isn't helping me out here because I'm like multiple uses of the word hot, and it's just like <laughs> it is hot in temperature, and then it just leaves it. Um. Yeah. So anyway, so hot is used, yes, for temperature. Hot is also used for uh, like attraction. So right, so mm-hmm. usually someone of the opposite sex will say, "Oh, they're hot," but it's or, also risky, right? Yeah, it can be. No, you're right. Again, that's another reference to it. Is yeah. hot going in hot? Um, and another one is, "Oh, that is um, hot." So oh, that right. item is hot, yeah, yeah. and it usually means it's stolen as well. Mm. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. We use the same word for many different things. But you can also say the situation is hot. 
That's yeah. usually when For you are like, you a, like on the battlefield, right? Yeah, hot headed, yeah. hot under the collar. Yeah, well, that's that's mm. again kind of another another different Actually, kind of idiom. Yeah. Hot headed. As yeah. uh, I had to look that one up because oh, hot coffee. I was curious about that one. Actually, from um, a dog. Dog mm-hmm. dogs when they're stressed will have a hot head. Oh really? Oh, okay. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, no, I, I look up the I etymology of weird things like this all the time. So, <laughs> well, it's good because a lot of, again, like a lot of the idioms that we have and use, people just kind of, we use them. Indeed. But Indeed. a lot of people don't know. Sometimes they're dated they're and probably from. shouldn't be used anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, like, I like don't I remember keep what bringing means, up the rule yeah. of thumb. Well, I mean, you heard I that one. No, so a rule of th- or like in my when I use rule of thumb, it's like kind of common sense. It's it's a rule of thumb is this, or a general tip is this. But I, but a rule of thumb has a, a history, and again, it's not true. But they would use the rule of thumb was a oh, man could beat his wife with a stick bigger than his thumb. <laughs> but again, that was it was more of a slander. It was actually in politics, and it was actually meant to smear a, another candidate way back when that he said it and it was okay <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. so it's something something as mundane as oh that yeah well so my favorite really is bob's your uncle so origin love that one yes yes we did that one a while back yes <laughs> it's just Lord, bob's Lord robert. why is that because he is <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah Ah, it's good times. Yeah. On space news. Space. Space news this week. Uh, there is Nokia got hired by NASA to build the f- uh-huh. first wireless broadband communication system in space. And Logan, mm-hmm. you, where do you think it's going to be? Or Jamie? It's in the moon. In the space station? Yeah. Uh, Jamie. Jamie. Bing, 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 bing. It's going to be 5G. Man. It's it's gonna yeah, NASA is building. Oh yeah, <laughs> the moon now is five G. Come now, <laughs> so good. Yeah, for the and for the boots, soon there'll be hotels and yeah, it's for it's the boots. It's all for the boots for twenty twenty four. For the boots, yeah, so that the humans and the U.S. space agency has a easier communication system right up there, ready to be. And they are going to install them in late 2022. Hmm. Do they have any idea how they're doing Remotely. Mm, um, supposedly. They, Remotely, yeah. Uh, supposedly, they are, the Finnish company is partnering up with a Texas-based private spacecraft design firm. And mm-hmm. they deliver the network equipment to the moon on their lunar lander. I guess it's uh right. they have to build some um I guess they don't do it like with GPS and satellites they just install it on the like old school just yeah, put it down just put it down I guess just put it down and it's 5G just like Jamie says right hmm. uh one Our one other are going up on the moon yeah one other thing regarding the moon and we talked about this before Jamie the uh, the radiation levels are <laughs> a little bit higher up there 
and they actually finally did a study now and figured it out exactly. So they would get up to 200 to 1,000 times more radiation on the moon than what we experience on Earth. Nice. And to, yeah, and to put this in perspective, like when you fly transatlantic on an airplane, right, you are also exposed to radioactivity. So that's only uh, five to ten times higher than if you would be in an airplane. However, those the astronauts or they are up there all the time, and they did the study and they say if you build the wall out of the moon dust, oh, wow. it has to be eighty centimeters thick to pro- to protect the um, oh, astronauts. Yeah. And if you build it thicker, then you have a problem because the wall will turn <laughs> into being too radioactive. Oh, because of itself is so radioactive. Yeah. Yes. So. I gotcha, yeah. Really interesting. Mm-hmm. One last thing, it's not related to space news. We There's this uncrushable beetle. Did you, did you, oh, yeah. did you hear about this? Yeah, I heard about it. The di- yeah, diabolic sure ironclad beetle. <laughs> Diabolical. Yeah, I can't pronounce this. That's all good, buddy. Yeah, it can't, I got you. It's, <laughs> this is why you were the science guy. It, <laughs> it's, it can withstand a compression of about 39,000 wow. times of its own weight. So to put this in, pers- to put this in perspective, so mm-hmm. a 200-pound man, that would be like if you put uh, 3.6 million kilograms on him and he wouldn't crush. Wow. Which would be like 7.8 million that. pounds. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and, well, if he's angry enough, yeah. You think so? Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And supposedly the protective case, they're studying it now, and the, the way that it's designed, there's wavelengths in there, and they're trying to find mm-hmm. this out, and they uh, want to apply this to vehicles. Aerial, aerial vehicles, yeah. yeah. Mm. Perfect. Hey, Jay. Because they're lightweight and strong. That, yeah. I just don't, we're going to be, you know, we're learning from beautiful. bugs from it's years. Like they said that there's the... F- Oh, for sure. Mm. Nature, nature knows what's going on before we even figure it out. So, yes. Hey, J- J- um, Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. Mm. If if you could go to the moon for a day <laughs> and you can bring a burger, but no friends, and it's just you and you will live, you'll be fine. <laughs> or you can go to the bottom of the sea. Same thing. One burger for a day. <laughs> uh, Where would you go and why? Go to the moon. <laughs> I don't know about the burger. <laughs> what kind of roast would you make? I, I, I think I would go to the moon only because I have always <laughs> wanted to be an astronaut. So yeah. I've always been fascinated by space. Ooh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Spurs. Yeah. We ask each and every single guest <laughs> the, on the show the same question. The question is, but you didn't ask me what kind of burger. That's yeah, just neat. Just interesting. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Oh, beefcake. It has to be beefcake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not, precisely, otherwise, yeah. Derek is going to be upset at you. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, that's all I had for special topics that I found this, okay. this special day. Okay, so the only thing I'll add, I'll add on to your diabolical ironclad beetle there. So what they found is that the, there's two layers, apparently. Uh, the first layer is like a woven fibers i guess 
that are woven together. And then the second layer, they found that they're like Neat. plates, but they go together like puzzle pieces. Mm-hmm. So the way it's designed uh, leads uh, much to its strength. Yeah, and yeah. and it can if it breaks a little bit, it doesn't break all, mm-hmm. and it's easier to repair, right? Yeah, because it's woven in puzzle piece together yeah so it's it's, it's quite strong no, I, was, I was fascinated yeah, by it it says when compressed they found the structure fractured slowly instead of snapping all at once mm. yeah which is good because yeah, you don't want because yeah bugs have an exoskeleton and it's usually they're good or they're broken like you say so yeah it's really mm. good um so the only space news that i have i got two things here but one space news is that they have footage of the Osiris Rex touching the asteroid. Space, space news. Bienu, Bienu. Yeah. Asteroid Bienu. Yeah. Try um, pronounce this one more time um, correctly, Logan. Bienu. Thank you. It's a French asteroid, I guess. I don't know. I don't <laughs> it's know. from the French section um, of the space. Yes, that's right. Um, so I thought I thought they were landing yeah. on it, but it looks it like touch- they're just touching down, mm. like t- tagging it. I believe they. Call Do you know it. why they? Course. Six seconds. Yeah. Do you know why they can do that? Why they can or why so they no, did? No, why they can do it. Well, why didn't they just touch down? Because they need to get off it again. But the 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 thing is, they can do it because the gravity is so low. So yes, and sense. they have two more attempts they can do, right? Yeah. So they're tr- <sighs> the the thing can hold up to two kilos. Uh, but again, the, the, their question is, how do you weigh things yeah. in space? So, <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, how how so, do you do that? I mean, it's reduced gravity. I don't know. Um, that's a good question, Michael. We'll have to look into Would, that. Everything is lighter than that. Um, depending on where it is, right? So closer to... Well, again, it, it's all based on objects um, controlling mass, right? So you'd weigh... Or sorry, right. the effect of gravity would be greater near a planet than further away from it. So it's it's the effect of gravity. It's not your weight. It's it still weighs the same. Mm-hmm. It's how much gravity is affecting. Okay. It. But yes, like how? But again, how do you weigh it if it's floating? So that's a good question. Yeah. Um. So that yes, they've done one, and it looks like it touchdowns, and then like the whole ground just explodes away. So yeah, they must be pushing. I, it I, no, I, I haven't Jamie, read you know it. Yet. How they did it? My, it's on my list of things to read. So. Okay, so okay. They, what they cool. did is they shooting at it first to like um, get the surface like erupting, and then they come yeah. down so and, then they, grab, and, and then they and then they go back up. Yeah. Um, so the next thing I got here is scientists <laughs> accidentally discover a new organ inside <laughs> the human head, and it's called the brain. Um, yeah. No, so so what they found is that they found new uh, salivatory glands inside the head. And while they discovered this, or because they discovered this, or sorry, the reason why they discovered this, my bad, is that they were starting to, um, what is that, like CAT scan people. And this organ or this part of the brain kept popping up. And, and after about 100 people, they said, okay, we need to look into this more. And it turned out, yeah, it was a different or new unmapped uh, gland that was residing in these people's heads. Um, so now, like, the only reason I'm bringing yeah. this up is only because, like, people keep saying, oh, everything's been discovered. Everything's been 
everything's been done before, but if we keep looking deeper, we're bound to find something. Hence the accidental discovery. It's, there's always something new. There's always something popping up in science that we were like, Oh, it baffles our understanding of this thing that we thought we knew. I love that fact. Actually. I love the fact that, I mean, even medical science is uh, at its core educated guesses. Yeah. And I mean, I should, what I'll say is carefully here is that a lot of the scientists will say, this is what we understand now and right, but right this moment, however, that could change tomorrow or the next day or the next month or the next year. But they love it until they get a better understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Very fascinating. Mm -hmm. I wonder. I wonder if it's always has been there or do you think it's just like suddenly it's there? That's a good question. Um, Again, it's just newly discovered. So I'm assuming they're going to be doing more depth into it. Because like evolution happens, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. No, you're right. However, is this new? Has it always been there? Is it because we are using technology like a, a newer form of technology than before with autopsies and stuff like that. Right. So it's mm. a very good question, Michael. Okay. I don't yeah. drink coffee afternoon. So who's going to have a coffee now? Yep. Yep. Afternoon. Wow. I, I, I sure generally only have like one, cups, maybe two so cups I'm of coffee a day. Golden. <laughs> I just, yeah. <laughs> wow. Good for you. I just like I just had one more. There you go. And I think my coffee pot upstairs is still half full. Chug it. Yeah. <laughs> chug it, chug it, chug it, chug it. All right. I think we are a little bit over the hour here. Are we all are we all good? I'm good. good I appreciate you yeah. having me on the show. Jamie, are you good? Okay. Yeah, Jamie, it was awesome. So where can people find your coffee now the they best listen to place you and to like, direct oh, everybody would be to our coffee. website uh www.rnccoffee.ca and on there you will find uh everywhere we are sold and served um you can also find the online shop as well nice yeah, and you do, you have one yes, of the. Yes, this is, um, if you dig a little bit further, you'll find a video for that that we were just produced, actually. Um, and uh, yeah, we do a coffee subscriptions. There's one week, two week, and uh-huh. one month. Um, and you can tailor it to what you'd like. You can give us the ability to give you what we're roasting that week. So, um, what I recommend if you don't know what you want, get the roaster's choice. Nice. I like it. That's amazing. And then if you want to go and have some Absolutely. freshly yep. brewed farmer's coffee, market you can or just you can go, go to Bay Village Coffee, market, right? um, numerous other places in town. Yeah. Beautiful. And then the same yes. thing for the uh, social media. No, it's and Rose and Crafts, coffee, right? Uh, yeah. I will tag it when I do the stories tonight and then we may post it. Perfect. And then the yeah, people and we're can always taking questions. So if people have well. questions. If we didn't answer the right questions for anybody, by all means, send us a note. There's a contact us link on the website. 
That's cool. Yay! That's amazing. I, so. I think you will get a lot of emails. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, then let's wrap this up. This is episode 84. Jamie, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. You're welcome, and thanks and for having me. we talked a lot of coffee, and I love it. Take care. Okay, have a Bye. wonderful night, everybody.